Hey, I'm Mike Russell from Music Radio Creative and welcome to the Adobe Audition podcast. Honoring 25 years of Adobe Audition, in this series of 25 episodes, I will interview power users of this awesome audio editing software. We'll reminisce back to the Cool Edit Pro days, through to the introduction of multi-track editing, and bring you right up to date with Adobe Audition CC and features like the Essential Sound Panel. This show is brought to you by the awesome Audio Gear Giveaway. If you'd like the chance to win my perfect Audio Creator Studio setup, head over to mrc.fm slash win and enter now. There will be mini prize draws every month with the final gear giveaway taking place at the end of September. That's mrc.fm slash win for a chance to win. Good luck. My guest on this show is Jesse Holt. Now, Jesse is an audio designer and composer. He's got over 18 years of video game audio content creation experience under his belt, working in genres such as video games, spatial audio, casino audio as well. He's also the senior audio designer at Presence Labs. That's a virtual reality startup. Can't wait to chat with Jesse about virtual reality, augmented reality. And I understand the new thing is is real reality, which is really scaring me. He's located in the wonderful Seattle, Washington, USA. Jesse, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Hi. So Jesse, tell me, how are you using Adobe Audition uh, in your work? Uh, I use it in a wide variety of ways. Um, Primarily, I mean, it really all depends on what facet or what stage of, of uh, audio creation I'm, I'm in. If it's, if, if it's uh, like, I'm in the beginning stages of like um, working on ambient sounds um, I'll go through sound effects libraries and I'll use, you know, I'll browse through audio files and then I will start piecing together a large, you know, nice collection of, of, you know, things that I think would be the basis for a good audio suite of, you know, sounds. And uh, then I start going through, and I start manipulating and editing and using all the really cool features inside of um, uh, Audition. And um, then, you know, there are other times where, gee, I really have used it since it was cool edit. I actually bought it when it was cool edit. I've used it to take off vocals um, out of, out of um, I've worked on music games where, you know, I'm trying to, to take out, um, the vocals of, uh, of, of, you know, karaoke mixes and, and, uh, Adobe audition does a really great job of pulling out, you know, the, the vocals of tracks. And then, you know, I would just kind of like sweeten some of the musical tracks and do stuff like that. So it was good for that. It's, you know, it's, it's really great for batching. I use it. Yeah. I, use, I, I basically batch everything in, in, in markers, are really great. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I really do. I, I, I use it uh, every day of my audio, you know, of, of an audio day. So it sounds like you have a lot of experience under your belt with uh, not only Adobe Audition, going back to CS6, CS5.5, uh, Adobe Audition 3.0, Adobe Audition 1.5, Cool Edit Pro 2, Cool Edit Pro. Um, and wasn't it amazing when multi-track editing was a thing? Yes, it was. It's uh, it's pretty it's it's pretty great for uh, creating sound effects because, um, you know, like if if you go into your DAW and you're using you know um, you know synth uh, plugins and you're just you know just basically you know in the process of creating sound effects, say you know specifically for for casino audio, um, I'm just. I'm just really, you know, like focused and I just start, you know, working in a certain key and, you know, working with, you know, different uh, voicings and things like that. 
um, different sounds from, you know, software synthesizers. And I'll just start exporting just hundreds of hundreds of sounds. And then you take, I, I take a lot of those sound effects and I will take them into the multi-tracking portion of, uh, audition. And that's where things really start getting interesting so that you can like, you know, create various multiple iterations of, you know, something that you like, say, you know, like a, like a success sound, you know, it needs to have some, it needs to have some bottom and it needs to have some middle and it needs to have some sheen and maybe it needs to have some surround depth and that sort of thing. So in, in the multi-tracking section of, of audition, it's really easy and effortless to do those things. No, absolutely. It is to, yeah, to analyze the different frequencies, uh, even I, guess a little bit of tone generation and, and things like that. Are there certain, uh, I don't know, frequencies or, or notes you can play that bring a feeling of feeling good or, uh, you know, evoke different emotions in people? Uh, well, certainly. But if we're talking about uh, casino audio, like everything is basically in the key of C. It's really interesting because uh, a lot of the, you know, the people that are in charge of some of the casino games that I've worked and you're making the decisions, they don't want to steer away from from that norm. Also, um, in casino games, uh, you never want to underscore or bring attention to a loss. And so even, even, um, when someone loses money, it's a happy sound. (laughs) I know. I know. Really, really cool stuff. And uh, it seems like your portfolio of work is, is so varied. Like for instance, virtual reality and spatial audio. Uh, just before I get on to the, the next questions about projects you've been working on, I'm, I'm just curious, what, what kind of best practices are there there when working, say, for instance, with VR, the audio that's got to be around your head, right? 360 degrees. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's... Um I, I really, as soon as I got a taste for for a, a VR and and it, back in 2015, um, like I was really I was really sunk and and like it, it hit me really really hard and I was like I got to get into this and so um, I started a an audio meetup group here in Seattle and um, and on Facebook. <laughs> And, you know, really got into it and, and, and it was almost kind of, kind of saddening that, uh, you know, what the, the app that I was currently, that I was working on back then in 2015 was an app called Groover, which was a music visualizer. Basically, you, 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 you're able to play um, SoundCloud and Spotify music you know, stream into our musical, you know, your music visualizer, and you're able to fly over, you know, purple liquid, you know, Martian mountains and go through molten lava, you know, canyons and all sorts of really, really cool stuff. And I was, um, because, because it was so intense on the processor, we couldn't really do too much spatializing of audio. It was really a disappointment. But over the course of the last year, we've kind of switched and we still have Groover, but we're also doing some VR casino work. And that's where I've started, been, been able to get into spatializing audio. And that's been just, just about the last year and a half or so. And it's been super duper fun. It totally has changed the way that I design audio because all of a sudden you can have that connection with the visual and the connection with the, with the aural you know, moving around in 3Ds and you're looking around 
from left to right and up and down and whatnot. Um, it changed the way that I that I do audio and and uh, uh, I forget your question, but uh, I love it. Yeah, no, definitely, I'm loving it too. I'm just I'm eating up everything you're saying. So related to to working with virtual reality audio. So uh, Groover, the the app Groover, that's that's your gig, that's your creation. That's that's what uh, Presence Labs. That was our first um, virtual reality app. Yeah, because I I have used that app. I just wanted to double check. I had a quick Google of it while you were talking. Um, and I've used that on my Samsung uh, Galaxy Gear VR headset, and it is mind-blowing. So I, I remember going into the electric world and the transcendence world, and you can you can integrate it with Spotify, and it kind of pulses and moves to the beat of the music. It's it's amazing. It's insane. It's still it's still one of the uh, most downloaded. Um uh, apps from the Oculus Store at this still at this point. I love that app. I, I just find that if, if you get into it, you, you can actually spend too much time listening to music in that way and think, oh, where is reality? <laughs> that was a, that was that was a really really fun gig too because not only did I get to create sounds you know sounds for you know some of the drones that are flying around and and there's we have this other scene called um, Dancer um, and I you know put sounds on her feet and and there was another one called Night Runner which which was sort of like a Trony comic book kind of thing. It, it, it was it was really great to uh, to be able to um, create all the audio content for that. But it was also really cool. Um, I also put together all of the playlists for for um, for those. So as soon as you went in there, if you didn't want to you know hook up your own music or you didn't want to go to Spotify, they would just automatically play the 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 playlists that I had created in in. Um, SoundCloud. So that was that was fun to fun to do as well. Yeah, Groover, which you can access at groover dot com. Uh, it is a free app to download, but I believe if you if you pay uh, a small fee, you you can you unlock some new worlds. And after talking to you, I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> good, thank you. Yeah, I <laughs> love really, I love really that. App. Uh, so uh, let's let's talk a bit uh, more about the uh, audio experience and advice you've received over the years. Over the years, um, you know, gaining knowledge in so many different fields. What would you say is the best audio advice you've ever got? I think the best audio advice that I that I ever got was probably from my mentor, a uh, guy named Glenn Lorbecki, who he had always used to because I, I went to the University of Washington. Um, they had an audio production course back in the late 90s. He would always tell us to trust your ears and use your eyes. I think that's what it was. You trust your ears and use your eyes, use your meters, like watch your meters. I think that's probably the the, like some of the best soft, you know, some of the best um, advice that I've that I've gotten. But I've I've also you know had some really great discussions with some really really smart people. Like I'm always trying to absorb as much as much as I possibly can because you can never learn too much, you know, as 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 an audio designer or composer, you just can't. Very good advice. Uh, so trust your ears and also, yeah, keep on learning, uh, keep on listening and and learning from those who are, I guess, either have uh, more, more knowledge uh, in certain areas or, or where you want to be in a certain place. Uh, absolutely love it. So you have, we've already covered uh, some of the work you've done with Casino Audio, uh, virtual reality. Uh, I'm really curious out of all the projects you've worked on, what would be the most challenging one for you? And 
and and why would that be? Yeah, I would say that uh, probably one of the most challenging was uh, not related to games and not related to uh, VR. It was a it was a short film that I scored, and and uh, the director really loved the piece of music that he heard that I had composed. It was this piece of music called Slow, and he wanted me to actually score the whole movie based on the 10 minutes of a of, of the short he wanted me to score based off of this piece of music that i wrote which was basically this really slow dreamy dream pop trip hoppy kind of kind of track and um and i didn't know what i was doing but i i like really dove in head first and i had basically about three weeks to you know get up to speed and go okay well i i know how to do this in games and i know how to do this in you know um you know on on these devices and and i know how to work this software but i've never done anything like like scoring a, a short film before and and um, so it was a lot of wood shedding and a lot of trial and error and trusting my 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 instincts on that to try and you know to try and make it happen when you're trying something new and you're not sure about it especially you know like if uh, if it's sort of like something that you do like film composing and game composing they have common threads but but uh, they're they're definitely different beasts and so i uh, at least to me and uh, so I, I really had to uh, that was a big challenge for me but other than that starting out in the casino industry was really really a, a big challenge for me as well because there are so many moving components for in in casino games and they all need sounds and they all need to be unique to some extent they all have to give information they all have to work together and sometimes not work together and you have to know the difference and when it's appropriate for something not to work for something to be you know dissonant um but uh but but these days you know things uh things seem to be pretty good so yeah, listening to you talking about getting outside of your bubble, working on uh, film scoring, which was uh, something you weren't so familiar with, to uh, gosh, the intricacies of of creating audio for casinos and casino uh, games online. I mean, that sounds amazing. Can you just expand a little bit on on what it is where where you say everything needs a sound? What do you mean by that? Do you mean when, uh, I don't know, I'm just putting an example from my head, like you're playing a slot machine, every single part of that machine needs some kind of sound? How would that work? Back to the interview in a moment, but if you want to win my perfect audio creator setup, head over to mrc.fm slash win. To, to, to my mind, yes, uh, everything everything really needs a sound because there are a lot of, there are a lot of moving parts, there are a lot of visuals going on. And... You know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of game developers, um, you know, if they're taking, you know, something that like an IP that exists on the floor and, you know, they're trying to create a casino experience, they 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 want, you know, they want all the bells and whistles. And I, I mean that, you know, seriously, anticipation sounds are like those are money. Like people really get into those anticipation sounds because they know they're going to get a prize at, at the end of it. So you have to put a lot of, you know, you have to put a lot of thought into, to making that exciting. And yet working with, you know, the audio theme, the oral theme of the game, working with the music, working with the slot stop sounds, working with the real spin sounds, 
um, not necessarily working with the buttons and all the UI stuff and and those sorts of things, but all of that stuff has has a sound. The slot stops, the real the real spins, uh, the special bonus symbols, um, you know, the majors. All, they, I mean, they all have sounds, and so they all have to they all have to work together. And this actually. Going back to um, uh, multi-tracking and audition, one of the things that I that I have done in uh, casual games, and I have um, used this technique in in um, casino games as well, is I will take um, like the three aspects of game audio, and I will you know kind of like you know section them off. I like I'll have three tracks, three stereo tracks in audition. The top track is all my UI stuff. And then I could have more, but typically this is how I do it. Three tracks. Top track is is all UI sounds. So I know that the UI sounds are going to stand out. And, you know, some some sound effects go between UI and in-game. So then the second layer is in-game. And then the third layer is music. And there could be a fourth layer, which could be ambient, which could be, you know, just like, you know, wind or it could be, you know, some sort of casino ambient. But I will I will use I will use audition to go through and make sure that all those different layers are deaf, have discrete sound levels, you know, like, and I, I really, I don't mean this as a level as in like, you know, 2dB or 3dB, I, like, but just sort of like, here's the bass and here's the next one and here's the next one. So, so that when I export all that audio, once it's, once, once it's done, that I throw it in, it's implemented and it all just, it, it, it I do the balancing there in the, in the multi-track as opposed to um, testing Playing, a, playing, you know, playing a, an audio file, going, playing the game, saying, ah, it's too loud. And I do it, I do it all in, in uh, audition. So, yeah, a lot of moving parts there, but it sounds like a really exciting project to be working on. So let's look towards the, the future. What are those uh, cool projects or cool ideas you'd like to get involved in? Perhaps something you haven't even told anyone about yet. I was thinking about this question. Uh, I really like to do remixes um, a lot. So I would like to do a remix um, like I've done quite a few bootlegs, probably 30 or 40 bootlegs. And I'd like to do a bootleg for someone really, really famous, like, and not just find their vocal and, and do a remix of it and, and then release it on my surname, my secret, secret username, but actually, uh, do a proper remix. I'd like to do a proper remix for somebody. Obviously, we've looked at the challenging projects you've worked on. We've looked at your your future hopes as well and got a really good insight into what you've been working on, Casino Audio, uh, the VR projects, the GrooVR uh, app, which is amazing. Uh, but tell me now, um, because I think for most people, this fascination with audio starts somewhere in your childhood. What is that one memory around audio for you that makes you smile and, and possibly started you on this path, Jesse? I totally know exactly what it was. My my grandparents had a reel-to-reel player, and they got a new one, and they gave my dad the old one, and he didn't want it, so I started messing around with it. And it had this thing called Sound on Sound. And basically, you could overdub with this Sound on Sound feature. 
And it also had this other this other feature where I think it probably wasn't necessarily a feature of the of, of the reel to reel, but it was uh, it was probably just foobard or something. And it made delay like tape delay. And so like I was like 14 and my brother had just started playing drums and I had just started playing guitar and I bought a mic and I would use that reel to reel to sit there and overdub. It was pretty bad. Like the, the generation started getting really bad after two, but I would sit there and, you know, like start making, I would start writing songs back then and just and I, I used to have I, I don't know what ha- whatever happened to those tapes but I made a lot of them and I would just sit there and like try and figure out okay like how do I I need to get a bass where am I going to get a bass like how do I how do I trick my parents into buying me a bass how do I get you know like a keyboard how do I get you know how do I get a better amp um, so it was it was really it was that reel to reel that my my grandparents gave my gave my dad who. I inherited that really changed everything that, that I was like, wow, you can do this with sound. And I wasn't a particularly outgoing kid by any stretch of the imagination. So this was perfect for me to, you know, to dive into, you know, um, messing around with audio that way. And it's interesting too, because I, I know a lot of, I have friends now who are, very anti-digital and they only listen to music on cassettes and vinyl or reel to reel. And it's really, it's really strange because they, they, they're really, really into it and they're very serious about it. I have one friend who's got a big, huge wall of cassette tapes and he just texted me a photo last night of a residence seat, uh, um, cassette that he just got. And he's like so excited for this residence tape. And I'm just going like, how do you, what, what is this, all this about? Um, but yeah, that's, that's the answer to the question is that, is that, is that, uh, that first reel to reel. That makes perfect sense. And I, I bet the, the moment you were recording yourself and able to play yourself back was a, a mind-blowing moment for you. And it's it's always those, yeah, those a- analog pieces of kit, like you say. And, and, and also it's, it's true that, you know, there are those who, who will argue forever that uh, nothing will ever replace analog. Uh, and I guess it's possibly true in some cases, right? But uh, And I'm really interested to get your take and, um, and also find out what gear, what resources you're using uh, to create audio. Uh, but before we do that, let's um, let's get stuck into um, maybe a few features and and workflows uh, that you like and you use regularly inside Adobe Audition as we uh, we celebrate the 25th birthday of this software. So I know it's really difficult. There are so many good parts of Adobe Audition, but if you had to pick one favorite feature for you, Jesse, what would it be? My favorite feature, uh, quite honestly, is is the that that squiggly pitch bender. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> I know. I I really like that thing. Um, uh, there's so many things that you can do with it, and when it comes to like taking, I mean, you know, when you're when you're when you're making sound effects, like you know, there there are a lot of things that you can do in terms of synthesis, and there are a lot of things that you can do with oscillators and LFOs, and you know, and you know, all that stuff, and and really getting in and, and programming stuff. But sometimes, sometimes it's just about 
like experimenting with with freaky stuff. And I would say I would say another another one of my uh, uh, favorite features is probably the convolution uh, reverb. Um, I really I mean, that thing is really important in terms of of, uh, you know, going in and and combining harmonics one sound with the with with another sound and just really getting in and and experimenting and seeing what you get because you just never know and it could be really cool and sometimes it's really great and then other times it's like okay i'll just put that over to the side but then you know you find a use for it a, a lot of times if i'm recording if i'm actually making music with friends or or for myself I, I will i've set up i've set up um shortcuts for myself instead of letting compressors do all the stuff or a noise you know uh, a noise gate do do all the work sometimes i will go in and i've created i've created my own curve so i will go in and sometimes clean up vocals and i will i will take the breaths down using this special i call it a spacer which um, i just go in and i i manually go in and i take take out some of the breaths and 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 uh just do it that way so i mean i do weird things like that so some really really good features and, and use cases there inside audition I'm, I'm curious to get your take on obviously amazing workflows and time-saving shortcuts um but in particular how would one go about editing virtual reality audio or is it even possible in audition what's your take on that I do know it's possible. I haven't messed around with it all that much. I usually do all my stuff in, uh, I, use a, I use a program called Unity. So I do all of my specializing using plugins within Unity and, you know, just uh, sometimes messing around with, uh, you know, mono files, you know, t- taking mono files or taking stereo files and, and creating a mono file solution out of them and then putting them in Unity. But most of the, most of the, the spatial is that uh, that I've done is is using um, in Unity 3D. Well, that's brilliant. So we, we've had a really good insight into uh, your use of Adobe Audition and some of your favorite features. What about um, when you're creating audio? What are your go-to resources and, um, and pieces of gear in particular? If you have any uh, favorite mics or in particular, I, I don't know, do you use uh, ambisonic mics in your work? What, what would you recommend? Uh, I do, I do have, um, I do have a binaural mic, um, which is like basically these two ears and I messed around with it, um, quite a bit, but I haven't really had much of a, much of a use for it at this, uh, at this point. Um, as far as gear goes, like I have a, I have a Moog sub 37, which I basically use for a a lot of things. I, I use that thing just about on every, everything that I, that I create, um, because it's really flexible and it's really, really fun to, uh, twist, twist knobs again. I also use there, there's this other, there's this other app that I just discovered about four months ago. It's a plugin and it's called MIDI guitar two and you plug it into an audio track and you mute the audio track. And then underneath that you put, you create a, you create a, uh, you know, a software track and then you plug this MIDI guitar two into it. And basically you've turned your guitar into a MIDI synthesizer and the tracking's pretty good. I use that quite a bit too, because sometimes the way that I compose on a, on a guitar is much different than how I compose on a, on a piano or a synthesizer. 
It's also a mix there of um, uh, yeah uh, apps uh, and the sub thirty seven, which I'm, I'm looking at now. That that's one piece of kit, isn't it? it? Looks looks really good. Yeah, it's super amazing. So, well, this has been a, a fantastic chat, and it's it's been great to get an insight into your world, Jesse. Uh, in particular, you know the virtual reality creation, uh, the casino uh, audio, which is amazing. And I'm sure many are listening to this show right now, and uh, they're probably at the the very start of their path. They're thinking this is an industry that they want to get into. Uh, perhaps they're interested in pursuing a career in audio in some way, uh, whether that's working for a company, maybe setting up their own company, um, or just going out and, and being an online creator, uh, creating audio using Audition. Uh, so they're, they're young, they're aspiring, they want to get into the industry. I'm curious what your advice would be to someone like that listening right now. My advice to that person who's listening right now that who, who wants to get into either the games industry or post-production or, 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 you know, VR or AR, spatialized audio, whatever, whatever the case may be, is to um, network, to discover the ability that each of us has to, to go out and network and find like-minded people and start communicating with them and, and start building relationships because this business is, you know, it's, it's a lot about, it really is about, about who, you know, it's about your abilities, of course, but it's also about who, you know, and, 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 uh, your ability to communicate with them, to communicate. I mean, one of the, one of the, one of the things that, uh, that's really important about the games industry is that, especially when you're, when you're working on a, in a startup, you're working with a wide variety of people. You're working with developers, you're working with animators, you're working with artists, you're working with program managers. You could be even working closely with the CEO. You could be working with the CFO. You could be working with, you know, backend developers. I mean, there's a wide variety of people that you have to talk to. And so um, communication is really, really, really super important. And then the other portion of that, which is not about communication and networking, I would say, would be to pick apart and pull apart every piece of, of, of music and audio that you find intriguing or compelling or even something that you dislike. Figure out why you why you don't like it. Figure out why you don't like it and how you could probably possibly imp- improve it. But definitely pull apart, um, listen to as much music as possible. Try and figure out how it was composed, how it was put together, how it was produced, how it was mastered. Try to figure these things out and uh, ask questions all the time and trust your instincts and be vulnerable. Wow. Powerful. I like that. So uh, networking, um, pulling apart audio and understanding how it's created, always learning, asking questions. And uh, yeah, very powerful one to, to finish with. Be vulnerable. Uh, I love it. Jesse, this, is, this has been an amazing chat and I'm sure lots of people listening will want to check you out online, uh, maybe download the Groove VR app if they've got um, a Gear VR or I believe it's also on Daydream and Rift. Is, is it available anywhere it else? You're, you're very correct. All over the place. I am reading it from your website, though. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I, I cannot recommend that app enough, particularly if you, if you have a, a fascination with listening to music and, uh, and being able to see uh, visualizations along with it that sort of sync up uh, to the beat of the track. Whatever kind of magic you've done to make that app is, is amazing. But maybe people want to find you online in particular. Where's the place you direct them to for, for that? 
I, I, I sort of, uh, got rid of uh, my social media stuff earlier this year. So the only place to find me is on Twitter, which my Twitter handle is uh, Jesse Holt and the S's are fives and the O is a zero. So it's Jesse Holt. It's J E five, five E H zero L T. Nice. Very, very hacker esque. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Holt with the S's as fives and the O as a zero, correct? That's correct. Brilliant. Jesse, really appreciate it. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. I uh, had a really great time. That concludes this episode. Would you like an extra chance to win the awesome audio gear giveaway? Hit subscribe and review this podcast, then email the details to podcast at mrc.fm for an extra entry into the awesome audio gear giveaway. Good luck.